0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Star Season 7, Episode 11, titled Drag Race Gives Back Variety Extravaganza. My name is Joe Batant, and I am joined, as always, by one talented, well, co-host <laughs> from the podcast Bravo, Bravo, Effing Bravo, please say...
1: Is she gonna kill herself?
0: <laughs> <laughs> to Nathan Patrick Brown. Hello, Nathan Patrick Brown. Hi Joe, how are you? I'm doing very, very well, but you know how I am, because we just discussed yeah. it on a show we do
2: called Just Between Us Girls, where but you- But that doesn't get released, does it, to anybody? That's just a private conversation?
0: Yes. Um, Could you take your headphones off for a
2: second? Yeah, sure, okay. sure, sure, sure. Guys, guys,
0: Nathan doesn't know this, but I actually release. Uh, just Between Us Girls on Patreon. Uh, and if you join at the executive level, you can hear, he doesn't know, you can hear all his secrets. I don't tell any secrets, I know it's being released. And also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can just scroll up and it's right there, you can subscribe and you get Just Between Us Girls at the same time. And uh, there's all kinds of great shows. But it, yeah, the whole point of Just Between Us Girls is just to spill Nathan's secrets. Okay, Nathan, you can put your headphones back on. I'm motioning for him to do that. Yeah. Okay, thanks. All right, perfect. And uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Uh, you can get all these, sh- not no secret shows, just shows that you know about. You can get those at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Now, uh, I got other big news, Nathan Patrick Brown, is yeah. next week, for the week of the finale... We are, there's a, there's a, an annual live gay podcasting event called Pride 48, okay? And it's, in theory, 48 hours of gay podcasting, and we are part of it, we are going to be doing our show live next Saturday, July 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern over at pride48.com. It'll be, and if you want, so if you've always wanted to listen live, but you don't, you're not a Patreon supporter, you can actually do that next week and go in the chat room and say horrible things about me. And, uh, but Patreon.com, no, 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 that's not Patreon. Pride48.com, next Saturday, July 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific. Myself, you, Nathan, and Taylor the Latte Boy. Wow. Well, we'll how be- did we get him? What a boon. I know, we'll be, we'll be recapping the season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 7. So join for that and we will have a great time. Pride48.com. Uh, they're there all weekend, by the way. That's just when our show is. So check it out. Go to mm-hmm. Pride48.com for more details. Okay. Let's just jump right into it, Nathan Patrick Brown. Still. This week, the Queens show off their talents in an attempt to capture three legendary legend stars and share a tic-tac with Rue and Michelle. After all was said and done, Monet Exchange and Shea Coulee were named the top two All-Stars of the Week, booked their spots in the finale, and duped it out in a lip sync battle for their charities. Shea Coulee was named the winner of the lip sync and will be joined by Monet Exchange, Jinx Monsoon, and Trinity the Tuck in next week's Lala Perusa lip sync for the crown. Meanwhile, the remaining four Queens will get a shot at 50,000 doulas, and the title of Queen of She Done Already Done Had Herses. Nathan Patrick Brown named two things about the episode and one thing you did not.
2: Well, okay, so I was super disappointed with this episode. So let's sure. start with the things I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked that it was a Kylie Minogue lip sync mm-hmm. song. You know, we love mm-hmm. to see Kylie. It's a great song. Uh, the second thing I liked was Manet's performance. I thought it was really nice to see some talent and variety in a mm-hmm. talent and variety show. I thought mm-hmm. that was novel. Yeah. But, okay. So what I didn't like, we, I just feel so let down by the riggery of this show. And like, mm-hmm. I know we always expect it, mm-hmm. but I have not been this mad at a TV show since the game of Thrones finale. I just mm-hmm. think it's bullshit. This whole three stars thing mm-hmm. just to, get Shay into the finale like it's so transparent and obvious Mm -hmm. and it just makes the whole season we've just watched for months pointless like why did we have a platinum plunger if the blocks don't matter because in the last episode people can just win three stars Mm -hmm. it was so annoying to me and like I could have been fine with it you know because it gave everyone sort of an even playing field for this episode i could have Mm -hmm. got on board but then to have actually have shay win when i don't think she should have won this challenge Mm -hmm. it's just a huge slap in the face and i'm sick of like michelle visage the greamer worm tongue of drag being like a mouthpiece for the producers and being like i thought shay's performance was the best there i'm gonna say it and i'm like no Mm -hmm. you fucking didn't it just sickens me how she can get up there and lie and say shit just for their own little storyline that they want to have. And, like, the, the the bottom four are now going into their own little, like, 50 grand lip sync playoff. So it's like, yeah. w- why couldn't Shay have just been in the bottom? Like, who is she fucking on production? I just feel so bad for, like, Raja and for Jada. I just, I, I hated it. Hated it. What what did you think? So what's
0: funny, based on let's discuss this rant you just had is people a lot of people reached out to me that i know Mm -hmm. personally who watch drag race but of course don't fucking listen to the goddamn show and are like hey did you watch drag race what'd you think of it and i was like i have an entire fucking empire built on this show so you can just listen to the fucking goddamn show i actually am kind of rude to them about it and they go oh sorry but then what i always follow up with is you can tell me what you think and I'll engage. I'm not going to sit there and tell a whole sh- personal show for you. Mm-hmm. Unless they join at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia at our new outrageous tier <laughs> where I call you and I do a personal show for you. And, um, and, and they asked me if I was angry about it. And I'm going to tell you something. No, but what? Well, no, but I'm going to tell you why because being angry would mean that I care enough to be angry. Now, before yeah. that so- before that sounds, you know, like, oh, don't do a fucking show. Right? I actually had an appointment with my psychiatrist yesterday. And I had said, to- I was talking about something else, but I would say, I was saying like, you know, I never feel like, you know, as you know, I won something last week. You know, I won a prize. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how, like, when I won the prize, I didn't do cartwheels and, you know, jump for joy and scream and yell. I was like, oh, that I was very, very happy, but I was just like, oh, that's very nice, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was wondering why I've always been like that, you know? And he goes, you know, believe it or not, that's actually a healthier approach than people who do go crazy over things. Because when for all the equal highs, they have the equal lows.
1: Mm-hmm. You know?
0: And then he's the one actually... Who likened to the Drag Race recap, and I didn't even bring up Drag Race, but he said, "I know you do a podcast," and he's all, "Do you get super excited about RuPaul's Drag Race?" And I go, "Not really," and he goes, "Yeah, that's good because it helps preserve your energy, da da da, conserve your energy rather." And I was like, "Oh, that's exactly. It. I'm just conserving my energy for the show. Otherwise, I'll burn out. If I'm super excited by everything that happens, or angry, or uh, elated, I'll be Taylor and burn out.
1: You mm-hmm. know."
0: So I have to, but, but going back to now, here's the logical reason why I didn't care. We've been done. knew they were going to do this. This is not shocking. We've talked about it on
2: this show. I think that's what stings me more though. Like I feel so much more deflated just being like, I saw this coming and yet it still kills me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because I'm more invested this season because I've I'm recapping this season and I haven't recapped any other seasons, but like, I, I like shut my laptop watching that. And I just didn't want to watch it again to take notes. I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm done with this episode. No, I'm not done with drag race, but I just mm-hmm. felt so deflated from it.
0: You know, I saw this, I, I, I was looking at social media and whatnot, and I saw someone say like, they were really upset about this. Mm. And then they, they said, well we might as well give okay well then if that's the case if this is the final four shay jinx uh monet and who am i missing trinity, trinity. if this is the final four then we might as well just give it to monet because she's the one who deserves to win because she's the best lip synker and that's who's gonna win and i was like oh baby don't underestimate the. It's it's funny to go, like. I yeah. can't. It's it's weird to say. I can't believe none of this mattered. Now let's talk about the next episode as if it matters. Yes. Good Whoever point. they want to win is gonna win. Jinx could yeah. do. I'm not saying it's Jinx, but let's say they want Jinx to win. Jinx could fucking go out there in a fucking diaper and yeah. they will be like jinx you know you're beautiful or what what do i don't remember the fetish part of you're that you're
2: perfect is. you're beautiful yeah, yeah.
0: And, and 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 she could do that so they want she, whoever they want to win is going to win none of this matters it they, it's one of these things that where they've always done
2: this but now they're just brazenly doing it openly and that's what's a slap in the face though mm-hmm. and to like make monet split that tie like that almost made me just as angry because it's like you know what it's gutless because like rupaul you can make a decision you're you're making decisions in the background the producers are making all of these decisions just fucking own it well and break the tie idea. or come up with a mechanism they still made a decision
0: they made the decision by having monet because if you think about I it know. the real the what she would have really monet just won three stars she didn't win the most stars right Yeah, the real person they would have gone to is Jinx, and said, "Jinx, we want you because you won the most challenges. Mm -hmm. Jinx won five challenges because you won the most challenges. You should determine the tie. The problem was they wanted Trinity, not Jada, and they knew that there was a chance Trinity would choose Jada. I mean, I'm sorry, Jinx would choose Jada, and so they knew they knew Monet was going to choose Trinity. No, no one thought
2: otherwise. And I think also the, having the variety show at the end, they know what everyone's going to do. So, it, yeah. It yeah, was completely they know every, Yeah, they know
0: everything's going to happen, and they know it's going to happen next week. And it's just now they don't care. They will just do what they want. So even – I've said this before, and I'll say it again. RuPaul's Drag Race is a reality show pretending to be a competition. Okay? Mm-hmm. It is not a competition. It is uh not. I wouldn't even call it a talent show anymore. It's really just a reality show with a predetermined winner. And um, and and it, 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 I think it used to be that they had an idea. I used to say, and this is what I really truly thought then, that they had an idea of what was going to happen, and then they would mm-hmm. adjust as things happened. All Stars Two is a perfect example. Okay. Where mm-hmm. I feel that they had one way of, that they had a set way they were going to do things and then a door quitting fucked it all up. Right? Mm-hmm. And so they had to adjust. you know, I don't think that could have even happen. I think there is a clear way that they're going to do things and this season just fucking, we're going to do it this way. This is the way it's going to happen. That Shay probably intentionally only got one star because they were going to do this. And, uh, yeah, they don't, they don't give a shit. They don't care.
2: But why, why, like why, when they story produced this season before it started, like why did they just pick this? Like who, who does Jada need to pay to like get on the same level as Shay Kule in their books? Because I'll tell you what it is. And I'm,
0: and I hate to be this cynical or whatever. I honest, and I'm being completely honest. I believe they're afraid of Shay. Okay. And that Shay will go on and make some sort of crazy accusation on social media. And so it's all like Shay's not above that. I mean, Shay's in the final four and she said shady shit about the production on social media, you know? (laughs) So, uh, and I think they're just afraid of Shay and everything that comes with that. And so, uh, that's, I think that's, I think that, I don't think that they think Shay is great. I just think that they're afraid of her. Um, and so I, I, I mean, if Shay wins, Next week, I think you might as well just burn the motherfucking place down. I don't think they'll do that,
2: right? Because they probably they filmed multiple endings, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming. So they would just decide this week who's going to win. Like well, it doesn't matter what ha- they do.
0: They're going to have a top two. Yeah. So I mean, that's the one. So they can't fudge the other two. But um yeah, they're going to have multiple. They have a choice between two people. I'm predicting it'll probably be Jinx and Monet.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could say that. It all depends on what songs they, um, put up as but the Why? I songs. don't think, I don't think
0: they care. I don't think it matters. There were several lip syncs this season, several lip syncs this season where, um, you and I were like, that other person clearly won. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, actually, speaking of this lip sync, I don't know if you saw this on social media, but someone, I didn't, I couldn't remember, I don't remember anything now, but this was the same song that they used for the finale of UK versus the world. And uh-huh. um, and someone had said, you know, made a point about how, like, finally the song, they made some sort of argument about how, like, a tweet about how, like, oh, thank God they did it twice because it was redeemed this time or something. Because remember, it was Blue Hydrangea versus, was it... Um, what the fuck is that bitch's name? Janie Jukay. Who I don't remember who it was. Blue Hydrangea versus somebody, and I remember that. Li- I, but I remember that we were thinking like Blue Hydrangea was not good, and they like just gave mm-hmm. her the fucking crown, and because yeah. um, they had to go to a UK person, and I think it was another UK. I feel like it was people. Have people written in the Discord who they who it was? Blue versus. I can have a look.
2: It's very whose line is it anyway? With a points don't matter yeah and
0: it's funny yeah, that you yeah, say we'll that just... it's funny that you say that because i was like oh wait the entire show has become snatch game where they make that joke on snatch game where she'll be like, again the winner is who cares you know it's, it's yeah kind exactly. of become it's it's now like an aerobaros with like the you know snake ian's own tail and now it doesn't, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. anymore it's just the, the points don't matter, nothing matters, this is just a real. And it's also, there is a sort of smugness about it, where it's just
2: like, we're going to do this, faggot, because you're going to watch anyway. I know, and they're so correct, because I am still going to watch, but I, I still, it's, it's just, yeah, the obviousness of it is just what, fucking riles me up like mm-hmm. that That they made it three stars instead of just two stars like it could have well, been two it's but... laziness
0: it comes from laziness it's laziness yeah in the other in the older days they did the same thing they've always done this but there was a lot more work involved to make it more subtle and now they just they're too lazy and they don't give a fuck they're like just, we'll just churn this out
2: and, and you'll like, i watch. thought they were going to show the winners a bit more respect but apparently not um, You haven't said your two things that you liked and one thing you didn't. We sort no, of got derailed actually,
0: there. I, mean, I think we just did the whole episode. They actually are very similar to you. I actually couldn't find two things I liked, but I did say that I liked that there was at least some variety in the show. I did like Monet's performance. And then the one thing I did not was... I didn't even have that either, but I put in the twist in it, and mm. we just talked about it, so... Uh Let's actually move on. After the lip-sync, sure. Jinx revels in her fifth win, and Trinity is proud to have conquered a comedy challenge. Shay sees no path to the finale for herself and wants this week off. Meanwhile, the other girls feel a twist could be on the horizon. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's maxi challenge. The drag race gives back variety extravaganza. Each queen will perform a show-stopping act, and the winner of the lip-sync will win $30,000 for a charity of their choice. In addition, each queen will join Ru and Michelle for a tic-tac chit-chat. And in a twist, the top two all-stars of the week will receive three legendary legend stars leveling the playing field and giving Shay newfound hope. Any thoughts on anything that happened after the lip sync the next day? Any big thoughts there? Nathan Patrick Brown.
2: As I said earlier, like I, so I'll watch the episode and then watch it again to take notes. So I think if I'd taken notes on my first watch, I might have thought, written things down differently but watching it on the second time when i was just so angry and over it i was like this is bullshit you can see the foreshadowing you can see the editing i was like why is Shay getting a million confessionals yeah i was in the wrong headspace for this section so basically it's just a lot of like fuck this in my notes well i don't think you're wrong
0: they had a, you know what happens is the producers do one thing and then the editors have to go and then justify it and so they were mm-hmm. like, well, I guess the only thing we could do is just put a bunch of confessionals. In fact, it's actually kind of sloppy. There's a bunch of ADR. Um, oh, is that? Oh, yeah. If you listen closely, it's like Shay is multiple times in this first segment is like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I only have one star. And like, <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. It's like her, her, what she is saying is so choppy. Yeah. Uh, because there's so much other little dialogue. That they had to put in because she didn't say it, and they wanted her to say something. So it's it's all over the place in on that one. But honestly, they're really I have. That's the only note I have for both segments. I don't, I said nothing of note there on my notes. All right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. In the workroom, the queens are shocked that the whole season hinges on the variety show. Raja plans to honor her Indonesian roots with a Balinese dance. Trinity is performing an original song about her Southern upbringing and Monet will put her opera education to use. Uh, At the tic-tac lunches, each queen joins Michelle and Rue. Trinity has been blown away at the talent on this season. The Viv was intimidated to, To compete with American Queens, she's admired for years, and Evie gives an update on her health. Meanwhile, Roger talks about her relationship with the church, Jinx's sobriety has let her have more fun during the Drag Race run, and Jada's prior win has allowed her to be herself. Again, Nathan Patrick Brown, any big thoughts on those two segments?
2: I will say that eight Tic Tac lunches is a lot. Like, that went on for 800 minutes. Mm -hmm. I just... I didn't need, you know, I would have been annoyed if they'd cut a queen out, but far out just at the eighth time, I was like, all right, you got a charity. All right, enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I did like though, was when Monet was asking for her to have the opera glasses. I thought that was oh, a yeah. fun little bit. And Rue like instantly remembered what she'd said that episode in mm-hmm. season six or whatever, but can't remember Jinx's names. So I, I know. Think- <laughs> I didn't even think about
0: that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a funny insight into how Rue's mind works. Yeah. About her. You know? yeah <laughs> um and i will say i think i like evie now i think i finally have come around because you know i never really liked her that much kind of hated the guts yeah no but they, now they had a she with her and a big dick and now you're like you know i think i've turned the corner on evie yeah you know, it was the confessional where she was like um deep throating the water bottle i was like you know what she's got a certain charm about her. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah I, i'm i'm now on board i don't think i'll ever go see one of her shows but I don't hate her anymore. So that's, that's a win for Evie.
0: I think from what I've seen online that she's actually speaking of laziness, her shows are rather subpar and lazy and she just ah. wears like, and that's, uh, she kind of leans into her brand and she just wears whatever. And it's just like not, I think this clo- the fierce, the clothes are here on fierce because she's on television, but that, uh, she's, you know, just, they'll just show in rags and she's not very friendly I- and whatnot.
2: I get the impression that queens, like, who would lean into the punk aesthetic are just a bit yeah, lazy. Like, yeah. like Sharon Needles. Like, you know, you can wash your clothes, Sharon. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But, oh, like, fucking punk rock. Yeah. Like, you stink. Adore,
0: too. This is another good one. Yep. Yeah, she's a
2: mess. Yeah. What did you think of the Tic Tac Chats? Anything stand out for you? I actually have notes here on that,
0: actually. Yeah. First of all, let's talk about the workroom. I wrote, the show is telegraphing. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of confessionals, like you were talking about, with Shay going, like, I need to win this one, and I really am like, oh, okay, well, we all get it. And then, I don't know why I wrote this, what does it mean? I wrote, what is a talent? Which I guess is just a, a general overall, I think because they're talking about a talent show, but like, what is, I mean, how would you, for Drag Race, define a talent? I've ranted about this before,
2: but yeah, I, so I get, I get that talent You know, writing a song, performing a song, recording it, and then dancing along and lip syncing to it. I get that that can be a talent, Mm -hmm. but you're in a drag competition. So when everyone else is doing that same talent, it doesn't stand out. There's no variety there. So I don't know why they would have done that. Like, if I was a queen going on All Stars, I would try and think outside of the box. Um, So, yeah, for a talent, even though they call it a variety show, I think for that Raising. Yeah. But, but we all know. It's still a talent over, show.
0: Yeah. There was half variety, half not. Um yeah. I agree with you about this Monet with the opera glasses thing. But it was also nice that we actually could we I've heard that Monet, you know, studied opera, but we never had never heard it. Uh there was an All Stars Four thing that they were talking about. And um but uh i and I remember thinking like, oh she studied opera. But now we got to hear it and she's actually very talented at it. I mean I don't understand opera, so I don't know if she is or not, but
2: uh it sounded good like she could have been flubbing the words but it sounded correct
0: yeah i don't know um evie let's talk about evie she got kind of emotional about domestic violence that she'd witnessed uh with her mom and i was very curious if it involved because you know everyone is so thirsty for evie's dad and we don't know who the culprit is of this domestic violence but could it have been evie's dad oh I don't know, but I think Evie and her dad broke up fairly early on. So maybe it wasn't, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then also she's talking about her condition mm-hmm. and how it's getting worse and she's running out of time when she can do things. But, and I, I don't know how you feel, but if I was actively in a, pro- in a profession that made my condition worse, wouldn't you just stop doing those things? Yeah, like no one's
2: asking her to do all of the flips and tricks. Like yeah. she could just, you know, stay stood, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't I don't know. It's hard that, when yeah. someone loves doing something, like to yeah. tell them not to do it.
0: That's true. But yeah, but, uh, and you don't have to wear heels. I'm sure you, they, they you could get away with. Raja them. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, Raja doesn't. And so like, you, you she doesn't even tuck. Oh, she
2: doesn't? Nah, Raja's not a tucker. Uh,
0: I also want to talk about Jinx and, RuPaul breaking down, and usually I would be like, this seemed fake, but I actually think this one was real, I'll tell you why. Go ahead, Nathan Patrick Brown, what what were you going to say?
2: I was going to say, like, usually I think he's being legit, but this time I was like, this is so fake. Oh, usually I thought it was real, because I feel when you're really doing that, you're trying to hold it in,
0: so you'll go in and out, which he did. Where When he's being fake, it's very constant, it's like... You know, as gay people, we get to choose our families. But in this one, you could tell he was trying to hold it together, and then it went right back into normal voice, which I think made more sense to me. I don't know. I can't tell when – you know, RuPaul is such an amazing actor that how could one tell when he's being fake or not? And then finally, uh, when I was watching Raj's Tic Tac Lunch, I was really actually watching for something else. I was watching her and how she engaged with Michelle. Do you know about this thing that came out in the past week about Raja yelling
2: at Michelle? I did hear about that,
0: yes. Yeah, for those of you who don't follow this stuff so closely, uh, there had been a rumor that Raja let Michelle have it. Now, by the way, every season, from season eight on, there's always been this rumor. I even think season six with Bianca. There's always been a rumor that one queen tells off the judges. As they should. Yeah. And there was a rumor that Raja had told off Michelle in, uh, on the main stage and then later was screaming about how she should be fired back on an untucked. And, uh, Trinity confirmed it, uh, at a, mm. at a Roscoe's viewing party. And then I think someone else confirmed it too later, but essentially that, uh, Michelle, cause the queens have said that the, that judges did give them negative critiques. They just cut them all out. Mm-hmm. And that Michelle had given her some negative critiques, critiques and Michelle was just like, and Raja clapped back and was like, well, who the fuck are you to give me these techniques? These, you're not even a drag queen, like essentially, and read her for yeah. filth and then was shouting about how Michelle should be fired backstage, uh, after all was said and done. And I guess, I don't know how tense it was. I mean, I, but I was watching for this to see what the interaction was like between them.
2: It wasn't that interesting. I would have loved to have seen that. You, well, you know, it's on amazing. film, they're just not going to show it to us. Do you, why was Michelle in this Tic Tac lunch? Like, I know, I know why she was there when it was like the fake podcast or whatever. Yeah. But I, 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 what value does she bring in this sort of situation?
0: I would say going back to the mouthpiece thing is that she can remember things that ro- that Rue wouldn't, and probably could step in when they're like when they're like, remember when I did this, and Rue's like. You no. know she can step in and be like Rue. Remember, uh, Trinity was on season nine with Valentine. Just nods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I think that's the value that she brings.
2: I did think with Monet, Rue was like, "Oh, I've seen you on this stage for years, and you're different this time." And I was like, "Do you really remember her?"
0: I would say, I would. So, as someone else who has memory problems, I would say he remembers that she was on the show, but I bet you he couldn't tell you what season. No, no, but he knows yeah. that he might remember certain things. Uh, all right. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are going to talk about the rest of the episode. We'll be right back after this. are back oh man did we have a fun time during that break uh it's a talent show day and the queens are getting ready for their final attempt to snag some stars Raj does some stretching trinity is eager to have a front row seat at a drag show and the girls are excited and fearful that six stars are up for grabs um before we go into the this is stop any? i had no notes on this it was a very whatever oh moment.
2: no yeah no there was one little chat where they had um like a discussion about what they thought the tiebreaker would be and everything that they came up with was better than what it ended up being.
0: Yeah, And they're like, I know the production should have been like, Oh, those are good ideas. We're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't. Um, all right. Well then it's, now it's time for us to discuss the drag race gives back variety Extravaganza. Uh, I, I graded it actually. I know you didn't Ooh. know I was doing that, but I gave it grade like we did with The Roast. And um, let's go through it. The first one down was Trinity. She did a, she synced to an original song called Southern Hospitality. Did you have any big thoughts on this, Nathan Patrick Brown?
2: I think the, the I think there was four of them that did uh, a lip sync to an original song. So they're my bottom four, just mm-hmm. out of the gate, because yeah. unless you're doing something crazy, like jumping off of a box, then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that interested. So I thought Trinity's was good. Like, I enjoyed the song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty stock standard, mm-hmm. but I liked at least that there was some sort of twist at the end where she got the iced tea poured on her chest. So mm-hmm. for that, like, it was all right. Middle of the road.
0: You know, I felt the same way you did, and the way that I put this into a grade was if you did a competent lip sync to your own original song or whatever you're doing, you got a C C+. And that's what Trinity Gage gave, mm-hmm. she gave you a competent lip sync to her in a, whatever song she was doing. She gets a C plus from me. Nothing special, nothing interesting. I wasn't even that impressed by the T stuff. Whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Evie. Oddly, she got wheeled out in a trunk by a lookalike, and then she did a rap number... Uh, Your thoughts on the Evie Oddly number?
2: I enjoyed the bait-and-switch at the start with her coming out of the box, but then it fell off a cliff and got really boring for me, and the Mm -hmm. song was terrible. But I still put her a little bit ahead of the original song crew because Mm -hmm. there was something different at the start, at least.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, I saw her just the same. It's another word, so you had the cleverness was balanced out by uh the not so great performance so she she came in at a c plus as well i also give yeah, her fair success. enough next we have jada essence hall she came in lip sync the number she did uh look over there her song her rap number look over there what were your thoughts on this nathan patrick brown
2: a bit basic like I, I i'd still put her on the same level as the rest as i've said but uh, there wasn't anything super exciting and i think we're a bit over the look over there at this mm-hmm. point and i don't know why they're doing the variety show at the end of the competition i think if it was at the start of the competition maybe we'd be a little bit less over the look over there catchphrase mm-hmm. and it would have played better but mm-hmm. for me it was a bit meh
0: i'm gonna tell you something I didn't think it was as great as the other ones. I gave it a C. Okay, it's competent, but still, was like, I'm so sick of this
2: fucking look over there. a half a grade. Can yeah. I reveal something? Through all my schooling years, we've never done A's, B's, C's. Like, what do you guys, I, I, when, I never did that. What do you
0: guys? Is like an F of the best one because you're upside down?
2: No, it just did like out of a hundred. So when people say C or C plus, you know what? Like I, I oh, okay. logically know the yeah. difference, but I don't really know the difference. I can tell you,
0: and there's debate on this. There's debate. The way I was raised on this, there's some. Uh, the numbers go back and forth depending where you are. But um, in my schooling, uh, well, no, we'll, we'll 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 do it this way to make it easy because it can get a little tricky. But to make it easy. The low end of, the, so like 90 to 100, okay, the low 90s, 91, 90, 91, 92, that's an A minus. You know, 93 through, let's say, or maybe even 93, but then 94, 95, 96, that's an A. And then 97 to 100, that's A plus, right? I'm making okay. this up. There's there's wiggle room here, because my school did was a little harder on it. And then it's the same thing with going down. So in the 80s is a B, 70s is, uh, average at 70 through 80. And then, but mm-hmm. then the Ds is a really short one. And at least in my schooling, so that like it was really only 65 to 70 was a D, you know, and then anything under 65 was an F. That's you know? rough. Yeah. So the people might have the ways they did it before, like actually technically in my school. C-plus was, like, 78 to 82. So uh-huh. uh, so guess we get the little wiggle room
2: and the points and stuff like that. But, like, so think
0: high 70s, low 80s.
2: Right. Because so I'd i think, you know, if we were judging Jada's performance, I'd put her in, like, if I was mucking out of 100, in the 50s.
0: Oh. But, again, in very, the like, really zero is, like, 65 or 60 here on this grading system. Okay. So for so an average score on this grading system is a seventy five.
2: Okay. So That's to me,
0: high. yeah, to me Jada is a hundred percent seven to seventy five. Uh, Trinity and Eevee is, they're like in the high seventies for me. I could convert this if you want to an actual number out of a hundred. If you want,
2: I'll be able to just figure it out. I think I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both. Okay, thank okay. you. just so you can, yeah. And maybe, like, a smile system? Like, how yeah. wide is the smile? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm going to do that. Or is it a frown? And then I'm going to do check marks as well. Like, check plus. That'd be great. And stickers. Yeah. Uh, all right, next we had Jinx Monsoon. She did a live vocal performance of an original song.
2: Uh, what, what What were your thoughts here? I thought it was a good song performed well. I was a bit underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it would have played better if this was episode one because in the past, you know, nine weeks or whatever, we've sort of seen her perform better than this. Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of like a step back for Jinx.
0: What would you give it out of a hundred? Um I'll give her an eighty. Oh, that's much lower than mine. I to me it was a B plus. So she's to me a solid eighty nine, right? Okay. eighty nine. But I'll tell you why. Because she gets major points just because she didn't do a fucking goddamn Lip sync dance number. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. She went out there and she said, It looked like she was singing live, but I've seen people say they think she was lip syncing uh, to herself singing live. I don't
2: know. Oh. I thought it was a live song.
0: Yeah. I got the impression it was live as well. I could be wrong, but uh, she did. She did a good job making it seem like it was singing live. Sounded live. 89 for me. All right. Next we have Shekule, who did a choreographed lip sync to her original song, Your Name. Uh, your thoughts on this, Nathan Patrick Brown?
2: Overrated. I thought it was very basic. Sure, it was, she danced well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> she didn't do anything extra. Yes. I was just so bored by it. Mm-hmm. What's your number? And I'm annoyed. Um, um, let's go uh, 68. Wow! We're on
0: two different scales, because to me, this is a B-minus. Because you know in the yeah, sixty eight you're at sixty eight you're like at a D D plus FYI. So you're saying it's a D yeah. D plus.
2: I I'm doing an Australian scale, and okay. she's a sixty-eight, which is like a a credit.
0: I think we're in the same place a little bit. I'm I think your sixty eight is like my eighty, which is a B minus. Yeah. You know? Okay, very good. Uh Raja Raja did a Balinese dance. Uh, give me your thoughts on
2: this. I think as an entire presentation, it was great. Like, there might have been moments where I was like, okay, I'm bored now. But it was different. It showed us a different side of her. It had meaning. It had impact. And so for that, I would put her in the top two. Mm -hmm. Um, just as, yeah, looking at it as a whole, Mm -hmm. it was much better than some of the other shit that was served to us. So what's your, what's your, so let's go, 82.
0: Well, we're actually, well, I don't know about the scale because I also gave her a B minus. I think I'd give her an 82 as well. However, ours is different. Um mine though is I agree with everything you say. Again, major point because it was different. Mhm. You know, and not a fucking lip sync choreograph number. However, well, it was a choreograph number, but there's no lip it was different, right? It was, yeah. it was a traditional dance. I couldn't tell if she was doing it well. I would love to get some sort of like person from that culture to say that was,
2: you know, shit or that was uh uh chic, you know? Yeah, she'll chic. Yeah. I I thought the same thing as well. It's like um Every time the Olympics are on, everyone – well, not everyone, but people say, like, there needs to be an ordinary person also competing, just so we know, like, yeah. how good these Olympians yes. are. And so, yeah, like, I, I would have liked to have had a bit more background on whether or not she was doing it correctly.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, next, we have the Vivian, who did another choreographed lip sync number to an original song called Bitch on Heels. Uh, any big <sighs> songs there? Anybody <sighs> any big um, songs? Sorry.
2: I feel similarly to Shay, like I don't think she was doing anything that extra or amazing, but I do think it was probably the best of the original songs. Like it's the song that I would probably go back to and listen. It was the catchiest one and she did it well. So I'll put her above the others who do who did an original song, but like below a Raja or a Jinx. So let's give her let's give her a seventy eight.
0: It's funny you say that because it's uh, she said that the person who wrote it was Diane Warren who is an iconic songwriter iconic mm-hmm. you know from the 80s and 90s but iconic and i was listening going like this is Diane Warren's got a lazy Diane Warren song but you can tell that even a lazy Diane Warren song is better than the other ones that were there what are some other
2: Diane Warren songs
0: okay let's look this up yeah she has oh my god she has so many uh, do you think
2: this is just one she wrote Thirty years ago, and no one ever bought it. And then there's actually a, a playlist snack, here, actually written
0: written by Do- Diane Warren. I'm gonna play only thirty seconds of each, or so. Ready? Here's. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna jump in the middle too, so that we can hear. Here we go. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Here's another one. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah. Here we go. Another one. For all those times you stood uh, for me. Yeah. For Here's another one. Hold ch- on before you
2: can guess what this is. Wow. Turn back time. It is. No, I did the there we go. I did. Here's this. Wow. You know this?
0: This Unbreak My Heart? It is. Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. How about this? rhyme how do I live probably one of her bigger
1: hits
0: oh yeah um here maybe you'll know Can this look- one
2: is it that someurai no that's I leave my on the sand. I Was Here, Beyoncé. Okay. Um, hold on. Okay, up at this. Why do you look so good in those jeans? Why come with the oh, is this Gaga? There it is. What
0: is this? Now we're getting to one where I don't know them. I will survive without you. oh I didn't know she oh yeah come on you know this one no oh Ace of Base oh. how about this one Billy Vanilli, Blame It on the... Let me just put it the middle. Okay, hold on. How about...
2: This
0: is a good 80s, 90s hit.
2: Alright,
0: that's I enough. Uh, me. The point is she has a lot of big hits, right? And Vivian got the worst one. Yeah, <laughs> but, but still. I think mean, that even the lazy, horrible one that she wrote for Vivian was better than the other ones, according to what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Uh now we have finally oh what was the score you give the Viv? Did you uh
2: I can't remember. I think it was like a eighty one or seventy eight. Oh, or something I gave her an
0: like eighty, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. And then Monet Exchange.
2: She's my top. I thought it was fantastic. It was different. It was talent. Mm-hmm. Um, she looked great. And I thought she, yeah, she just did it really well. She she performed. So I'm giving that one like a 97.
0: 90s. Oh, I gave it a 91. But in the 90s, an A, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very, very good. All right. Well, that's the variety show. Extravaganza, eleganza. They didn't put the eleganza part in there. Alright, on the main stage, RuPaul names Monet Exchange and Shea Coulee the top two All Stars of the Week and gives both three legendary oh she gives both three legendary legend stars before making them battle it out in a lip sync for their legacies and their charities. The song Supernova by Kylie Minogue. Now you're a big Kylie Minogue fan. Were you so excited when that song came on?
2: I was. Yeah. I love um that Kylie Disco album. I thought it was a it was a bloody hoot of an album, and mm-hmm. so it was good to see it represented.
0: Alright, after the lip sync, Shay is named the winner and it's announced Shay, Monet, and Jinx have booked their spot in the finale, but as the queen with the most stars, Monet is forced to break the tie between Jada and Trinity the Tuck. Monet honors the twinner alliance and invites Trinity to the finale. But, in a final twist, it is revealed that Raja, the Vivian, Evie Oddly, and Jada Essence Hall will compete in the queen of She Done Already Done Had Herses, lip sync Lala Perusa for a crown and 50,000 doulas. Nathan Patrick Brown, any final thoughts on the episode?
2: Well, that that final twist where the bottom four get a lip sync, like I'm happy about that. It's good to see that the remaining four queens aren't just thrown aside, and mm-hmm. it di- it does make more sense because I was thinking, is the final episode really just going to be three lip syncs? Like that's going to be pretty dull. So happy about that, but just all the mm-hmm. bullshit leading up to it, like I, I you you know my thoughts already, and mm-hmm. these judges' critiques really riled me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i think i, like, I yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't be mad at a refresh of the judges panel like i I could do without carson he said at one point slayage as i believe the kids say and i'm like no they do not say carson and this fucking michelle she's a lying cnx tuesday when she said that shay's dance was next level ish i was like fuck shut up michelle bullshit vivian bullshit and those are my thoughts um, I love how when she
0: was saying, you know, that uh, the Queens won, uh, $10,000 each or whatever, um, for their charities, she goes, uh, RuPaul goes, courtesy of Terrence Mack from the Pal- Palette Fund. And I go, I love how this Palette Fund does a good thing, but this Terrence Mack needs to have his fucking name read on the goddamn <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, the other one I was going to say, this is so picky and dumb. Is when RuPaul says forty nine thousand dollars, and then yeah, um, Michelle pulls out a wad of hundreds and goes of hundreds and goes, "Uh, I'll throw in a thousand. And I go, "That wad is so thick that would be like ten thousand dollars. That wouldn't be a a thousand dollars." Oh, and I was like, "You stupid bitch, get out of here!" What a fucking idiot! Fire she her! Sucks. Yeah, um, fire! So, yeah. So all final thoughts have been given, Nathan Petty Brown.
2: Yeah, the lip sync was good. I, I thought Mona, I, maybe maybe I just hate Shay, but I do think Monet won that one. But at no, that they, point, I was just over it, and I said whatever.
0: They were good. I wish we we should watch. I don't have I don't have Wild Presents Plus here, but we should we should have watched the Blue Hydrangea one and um, compared. But I think everyone. I mean, Blue, I remember thinking that was a terrible lip sync.
2: Yeah, I think I remember thinking they ruined a Kylie song, you know? Ah."
0: Now it was redeemed. So it was redeemed. Yeah. Alright, well that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 7. So for Nathan Patrick Brown and myself...
1: Sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at recap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts. The first is Breaking Down Bad Books and the other is called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Bettens on Instagram at JoeBettens. Special thanks to our expensive tier Patreon supporters. Agnes Yeshopin Ska. Alex S April Pacheco Obtuse Guy Brad Coley, Karina Williamson, Dave O, Deck Head, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, E. Smith, Boastful Cake, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Anonymous, Lauren Eckert, Dufus Maximus, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stammon Mercedes Muller, Nicholas Springham, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travis Newland, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson, Drag Race Recap is an afterthought media podcast.